Welcome back to the Family Ministry Podcast. My name is Jonathan Freeman. I'm the Kids Pastor. So glad you're joining us. Brenna had a great discussion with Jamie Lambert and Robin Spence Vanderford. I uh, hope you're listening to the whole thing because it's amazing. So Brenna, tell us a little bit about what you got out of today's discussion. Yeah, um, I think our conversation with Jamie and Robin today was really cool. Um, they bring a really interesting perspective um, as single parents um, to the podcast and, and kind of a, a unique look at what it looks like to disciple your children um, in that situation. And so um, they have some really cool stories and, and um, some really relatable things for all parents, not just single parents. And so it was a, it was a really great conversation. Plus, we had um, a special guest join us today. Um, Brooke Bolin is our creative media director. Um, and so I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself um, and what she does here at Calvary. And also just kind of share what your, what your big takeaway was from today. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Well, as Brenna said, my name is Brooke Bolin, and I've been here for about three and a half months working full time. And all things communications, media, they fall to me. And so my job is to find volunteers and raise up leaders to serve in our media ministry. And so I get to work with video, photos, graphics, social media, all of those things. And so today, I, I didn't really even know I was going to be in on this podcast today. And I came in and sat. And one of the coolest things that I got to hear from these moms was, talking about two of their kids that have found a place to serve at Calvary and that's something that was my heart was just for creatives to feel like they have a place and that they have um, a creative outlet for them to serve um, and that they're known and that their passions are being utilized for the kingdom so that was something that was it was really cool to hear today yeah it was really neat at, at one moment I think I just kind of looked over at Brooke and was like oh my goodness this is really cool so it was, it was cool to <laughs> kind of spring this on her and um, pull her in for the recording and then it, it turned out to be a really cool kind of moment of affirmation for um, what she's been working on the past several months so Jonathan what was a takeaway for you from today's conversation I think I was a parent-child dedication. You always say it takes a tribe to raise a child. And so these women have made Calvary their tribe. They've yeah. been intentional about being here uh, and getting their kids involved, which created relationships, which allowed their kids to grow in. So uh, I think I've been blessed by their relationships for sure. Um, they do call me out a few times, which I think is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, but today's podcast is great, Brandon. You did a great job. So Thanks. parents, listen to the whole thing. It's going to be amazing. Welcome to the podcast. So hey, glad to glad have to you. Be here. Glad yeah. To be here. Um, so why don't we start? Um, you guys can introduce yourselves. Um, tell us about your family. How long you've been at Calvary? All all that good stuff. Okay. Um, I am Robin Spence Vanderford. I'm mom to Gracie, who's nineteen. Scary. <laughs> Chase, who's seventeen, and I have been at Calvary for. 20 almost 21 years wow that, that's wow. crazy my name is jamie lambert i have two boys um ray is eighth grade and jack is seventh grade so two middle school boys um we have been at calvary for around five years now um so do you have any funny stories to share about your kids we always like to start with a real fun question so I would say just I love Facebook memories because it reminds you of things that like happen or silly or whatever. So um, <clears throat> I remember being in the car one day and Jack, who's the youngest, was um, 
kind of saying some ugly stuff to his brother. And he was like, if you say that again, I'm going to punch you in the face. And I turned around and I said, no, we talk kindly to our brother. And he said, okay, I will kindly punch you in the face (laughs) the next time you do that or something like that. So um, he has a way of spinning words to try to get himself out of a bond. But I like that. He will kindly punch you. Yes, I will kindly punch you in the face. I think one of mine that was really funny is before the kids were old enough to drive, but but getting to that stage, I I try to share with them life lessons without it appearing to be life lessons. And um, we were talking one night at the dinner table, and I said, you know, y'all just remember you can come to me about anything. Like, if you're uncomfortable telling me, send me a text message. And... You know, that way you don't have to look at me and tell me. And if that makes you feel, I just need to know about it. And so then throughout the dinner, I said something along the lines of, I mean, what would happen if you got in trouble and, like, you were being arrested or something? And Gracie says, um, mm mm-mm. I was like, what do you mean, "Uh uh-uh? And she said, like, don't they give you a phone call? And I said, Oh, I think. And she said, I would tell them to lock me up with the prisoners because my mom <laughs> and my pastor would need a few days to calm down. <laughs> that is good. That's really good. She doesn't even want her phone call. No. Um, so we've talked in our past conversations um, about how family discipleship, um, one, of, one of the ways that um, we most often see family discipleship done in the home is through, like, habits um, and different um, disciplines that you maybe set up for your family. So for you guys, what has that looked like in um, discipling your children? I think a lot of the times we, we realize that we're going, going, going now that they're older and we're all in different directions it's it's because we've always done this it's unique or interesting and reassuring to have your kid say your teenager say hey we need to slow down and have family time or something and our family time would like when they were little we would turn christian music on and do like a power clean and even though like cleaning's not fun but having just you know the loud music and just everyone like cleaning and we stay in the same room and then once we get that room then so it's just interacting in in that way so I think just um those little things that that they did when they were younger Mm -hmm. that they still do those things now that they're older even when things are crazy and there's a lot going on in the world and in our separate lives Mm -hmm. as individuals and as family so I think it's just um, kind of what they take from their Bible studies or their meetings or whatever, and we try to share. That's good. And then when we share, there's always like a different, we always have like a different reaction or it leads to, you know, a conversation yeah. about a subject matter. Mm-hmm. You've got some parents that are going to want to know how you get your kids to power clean. That's good. Well, they don't have a choice. My kids are sitting there. That's true. Yeah, it's not an option. We're it done. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't ask a question. I said, okay. I love that. This is what we're doing. Um, for us, just some habits, I guess, like being very intentional is what I've always tried to do um, 
when the boys were younger um, and, and now. And so one thing we started um, years ago um, at, a, at our former church, our children's minister there introduced us to the Action Bible, which is like a comic book Bible. Um, so Ray's kindergarten year, um, the first day of school, I just decided, you know what, we're going to read one story. They're only like two pages long one story out of this every morning before school. They were little and I just was trying to implement, I guess because as an adult, it's like at what at what point in your life do you wake up and say, oh, I'm gonna do a morning devotional. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you didn't do it and then you go to college, college is crazy. And then all of a sudden you start a job and you know, at what point am I gonna make this a discipline? And so I just knew early on, I wanted them to be in some form of habit without it looking like it was a, a job or a duty kind of thing. Right. And so with the Action Bible, it was just a story to them, you know, in the, in the beginning. I fell in love with the Action Bible because it makes a story, especially the Old Testament, come to life. And so I kind of got addicted to it to where every morning I was excited and I found myself <laughs> learning things. So to this day, they're seventh and eighth grade. Every single morning um, that they're with me, we wake up and read a story. So we've been through the Bible probably five times now. Wow. And, you know, it's funny. We'll get to one and Jack will say, um, you know, we've heard this one before. I'm like, well, clearly it's our fifth time through the Bible, you know. But also, you know, it might coincide with, oh, this is what we just learned about Sunday night or this is what, you know. And so sometimes it happens to go along with something here at church. But anyway, so being intentional with that has become a habit. And the older they get, I will say they aren't excited to run and jump on the couch anymore. But um And there have been times where I'm like, if you're not ready by such and such time, you know, then tonight we go to bed earlier to make sure that we're ready, just to make that a priority. Um, And then kind of to piggyback on what Robin said earlier about life lessons, I will say I'm very intentional with that, that, um, and probably more so with Ray, because I think he grasps things a little bit more. He's a little bit more mature and deep, but um, anything in life, just to take that moment and stop and say, you know what? You can't always ask your teacher to change desk because one day you might be sharing an office in a cubicle mm-hmm. and blah, 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 right. you know, but just to always think as an adult, you know, and to use that scenario, whether it's spiritual or not spiritual, but just um, just a life lesson on, okay, stop where you are, you know, whatever it may be, you know, your yeah. brother is your neighbor, just like so-and-so is, and, you know, just whatever it may be, yeah. but try to put life's perspective on it. I think that's so good because, I mean, discipleship really is about doing life with people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're, whether you want to or not, you're doing life with your kids. Mm-hmm. And so, to be able to find those moments um, that aren't necessarily spiritual, but making them important or significant, I think that's, that's really good. Um, so, you guys are single moms. Um, and so, I'd like, obviously, families have challenges no matter what they look like. But for you guys, that creates um, a unique set of challenges. And so, in discipling your children, what have been some of the challenges that you've seen um, in that process? Loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like my situation, I think I just recognize the fact that Rob and I are both single moms, but in two different ways. Right. Um, widowed and divorced. Mm. So from a divorce standpoint, I will say my biggest hurdle is an every other weekend situation or having um, a a different parent in a different home that might have different sets of standards for things. Um, So I battle that a lot with, um, it could be big on me being um, 
I know legalistic would say that we need to be at church every Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, but I also think that that's making something a priority. I think it's making the first day of the week a priority and making God a priority. So you could look at it two ways. Um, but to make that a priority for us, to make sure we're here every Wednesday night, because I only have my kids every other Sunday. So mm-hmm. I feel like Wednesday nights, even though it's exhausting um, during the week and you've got all these other things going on, that's one consistent night of the week that my kids can form fellowship and relationships um, with the college kids that invest, with the leaders, and with the other kids. Um, But the struggle being even to say music, movies, you know, like they're allowed to see and listen to different things at two different households. Um, So I'll say it's me just realizing I'm not here to just be your friend. Um, And I tell them this all the time. God has called me to parent you. And I have to answer to God for that at one point in my life. And so will I do it right all the time? No. Will I be perfect at it? No. But if I'm in constant prayer and I'm in my word, in his word, daily, then I have to just say that I'm making the best choices for my kids that I can and just reminding them that, you know, that I'm doing the best that I can. But with the discipline side of that and the spiritual side of that, that they might not right now appreciate it, but hope that down the road when they're raising their own kids, they'll see where I came from on it. For sure. For me, it's, well, I know this is for you as well. It's exhausting sometimes. (laughs) And and, and not so much just that, that there are behavioral issues or anything. It's just, for me, like I'm the decision maker, period. Like there's, there's not a second person that I can get an opinion on that's, you know, that's as invested mm-hmm. in my kids as, you know, me being their parent. Mm-hmm. The, I guess the the plus side to that is having community at church because from a cultural standpoint, I want my kids to, be, to identify with a Christian culture period Mm. but with that said you know with them being biracial I like for them to see people that look like their dad people that look like their mom people that act like their dad people that act like their mom and I I want them to be well-rounded so from the discipline standpoint or, or really from every standpoint if we have a discussion at home and then they see that same thing mimicked or carried out at church, it's like, oh, wow. You know, not only did my mom say that, but my pastor said that, or Miss Jamie said that, or Mr. Such-and-such said that. So regardless as to how old they are, they're always watching and they're always listening. And it's just like us, when we see or hear something familiar, it catches our attention. And... I just think overall, it's just exhausting at times. It really is. And, you know, like in my situation, like I said, not having, not even co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and I thought with with mine being older, like, phew, (laughs) yeah, that's done. And then in comes COVID. And so then I'm faced with the decision, like, of balancing not only just their health, but their mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, is it okay for them to go this place or that place? Or, 
And it's, it's a balancing act with, you know, things on the right foot, things on the left foot, things on the right hand, the left hand. It's like balancing. It's like, okay, something's got to give. So, um, I just had to sum that up exhausting, but at the same time, just very appreciative that my kids are around, you know, they're around disabled people. They're around young people, old people. It's just, they're just around so much. And I think that's good. That helps me like parent them and discipline them. So you're talking about it being exhausting, and this is one that I didn't prep you for, a question I didn't prep you for. Um, but with it being exhausting, what do you guys do for you to kind of refill your cup? Going into the, you know, having every other weekend off that um, I've learned over the over the last several years for sure. Um, I take one weekend for myself, um, and that literally is just – vegging out on tv whatever it may you know whatever that may look like just literally detox i'm gonna rest Mm -hmm. and then my other weekend i try to intentionally plan girls nights or lunches or breakfasts with other people to have other adult conversation and adult time where the kids aren't there trying to talk or whatever so i've learned that that's a good balance for me because i need I need the fellowship, I need the community, but I also need the downtime if I try to do too much time with other ladies, you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. on a daily stance for me, um, I, I love to exercise. And so mm-hmm. I will, um, just for any single mom out there, it is so hard and I've learned like you either one, have to make a priority to get up at 530 and put yourself first um, and I'll knock out a jog or a tennis clinic or something early in the morning um or if you can't make it happen then um during a baseball practice during a soccer practice um, you'll catch me walking laps around the parking lot and that's just that's Jamie speaking not Robin (laughs) (laughs) just to make Um, sure but I, I just need that time and um and sometimes it's turning a sermon on in my earbuds you know from whatever or a podcast or something but I just need that that downtime but I need that that's just something that I've always loved. That was that was my job and a passion before my divorce. So that's something that was taken away from me, mm-hmm. and I've learned to um, incorporate that back in because really it's very meaningful. I'm a better mom because of that for me personally. That's good. For me, I don't – that's a hard question because – And I see you with everything with your kids. I'm like, what do you do for like, yourself? They're like our friends. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. also, and, and I hope no one misinterprets that because I can look at my kids in a way and, you <laughs> and know, they, they know. will, yeah. They know. They know, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, and I know that you've lost, you know, like your livelihood and, or not livelihood, but your way of life, you know, being married and then I've lost mine, but I've also, you know, like lost my soulmate. Mm-hmm. So, in, in that, I feel like I lost, maybe lost or maybe redefined what I enjoy or what's important. And I don't enjoy a lot of the things that I used to enjoy. But I don't know if that's because the kids were seven and nine when Dwayne passed. So I don't know if I had to go like in survivor mode. And with that, I just, you know, just I kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. or maybe reprioritized things. I'm not sure. But I do enjoy 
a lot of the things that my kids enjoy. Mm-hmm. So even though a lot of the times we're not together, like we're not in the same vehicle, we end up at the same place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, be at a sporting event or, or what have you. But my thing is I do enjoy, um, I really enjoy my work way, probably way more than I should. So a lot of the time, you know, and my kids will say, Mom, you know, just relax and do nothing. And I'm like, well, you have a creative job, so yeah. I could see right. how that is an outlet for you to be who you are because it's a creative right. type job. And I really do get a lot yeah. of enjoyment. So I work and yeah. I work really long hours, but it doesn't seem like I work, yeah. but I really do enjoy it. And, yeah. um, but yeah, and I'm type A, so I don't know how to relax and do nothing. <laughs> right. So. I think that's what's so cool about these conversations is that, like, we do get to see so many different types of people um, and so many different, like, lifestyles. And and even with, like, couples who come in, like, they do things very differently for themselves um, to kind of fill themselves up. And so I I just think that's really cool to to hear. Well, and let me preface or pause for a second talking about exhausting, talking about making time for yourself. I was um, very early on in my divorce. I'm not even sure if we were official yet or not, but I remember showing up at our former church on a Wednesday night and just exhausted and just Mm kind of ready to go down the list to the first person that said, how are you? You know, just (laughs) I had it ready like it was, you know, oh, my goodness, and was very quickly stopped in my tracks. And she was like, you know, well, divorced or not, I think nowadays all moms yeah. are oh, super busy. Absolutely. And so I do want to say that as we sit here as as single moms, I know, you know, one kid, two kids, some people have five kids. Like they are just as exhausted, right. if not more, than I am too. Or kids of little, you know, parents of little kids, you know. So sometimes even though we're married, the mom still takes on yeah. such the the role of trying to, get it all done right and that's the beauty Mm -hmm. in it too like people with completely different stories Mm -hmm. yet at some point exhaustion is still the same regardless Mm -hmm. of who you are in 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 a lot of ways and so um being able to like a married mom can say like oh I really related to that part of their story um I think that's really cool I think Mm -hmm. the biggest difference is what she hit on is we're the number one decision maker right mm-hmm. for my household so even though they have a dad that's still here I have to decide on a housing situation I have to dis- I got to decide on a school situation you know you're picking doctors you're picking yeah you know, every little thing tends to weigh on you that you don't get that shared responsibility with somebody else yeah. and you then know? you have two kids with two different personalities mm-hmm. right and then and for me both of your Two kids have very different, <laughs> very different personalities. personalities. Yes. And then I have to think like, okay, Chase is a boy. Mm-hmm. So he's just total. there's just some things that I feel like I have to be a little more lenient. Mm-hmm. But then Gracie's a girl. So then there's some things that I need to be a little more lenient. Like their social lives are so different. Right. Because girls do this for fun. Boys do this for fun. And I'm like... Wait a minute. So th- there are times that that they'll ask me something, and it's no for her, but yes for him. Mm. But my Isn't kids that the biggest like argument. Start? No, oh, they really? don't know. 
Can I my kids like, are afraid of oh, me. Like okay. you keep forgetting that. I feel like I'd be like, well, he got to do this. No. <laughs> I didn't. It really isn't because. That's awesome. But, I mean, that's just not like a, you know, like a Wednesday morning kind of thing. Yeah. They've, they know how I feel about that. Right. And I think they understand that, that they both need different things. Mm. And that even though they're, I mean, I love them both the same. It's just different. They're different it's people. it's they're different people, yeah. and you know, based on their genders, it's just different. Like, you know, boys don't want to just go pile up at someone's house and watch a movie. Well, girls do, mm. and then girls don't want to go, you know, sit in a parking lot and watch <laughs> muscle cars drive by. But boys, do, you know, yeah. so it's just so different. And but I think I've been prepping them all along the way. That, you know, there are some times that I will say yes to you and no to you or vice versa. Mm. But I promise you, I, I think I'm making the right decision. <laughs> Trust me. Yes. So. That's good. That's really good. And even asking them, like not even the giving side, but asking them to do something. I've learned over the last year, and it's kind of become a joke in our house. And if you knew my kids, you'd know why. But um we just moved, and so when it was time, it's kind of when the joke started back in the spring when we were packing up the house. I kept asking my oldest, will you go do this? Can you pack this? Will you do this? And he just looked at me. He's like, why are you asking me to do da da You know, like, what is he doing? I'm like, you're capable yeah. of certain things that this one's not capable of. So it's kind of become a joke on, you know, hey, can you do so-and-so? Can you do such and such? And, you know, and they'll just give me this look like, is this a capable moment? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) this is a capable moment. Like, you're very capable of this. And then you can just tell the stuff that I asked the other one, you know, it's just a different type of task. Like like groceries. Like, Gracie's capable of putting groceries in the pantry. Chase is capable of mopping the floor. So when they started, like, during, like, the whole pandemic, you know, I was like, okay, I need help. You guys – you're not in school physically in school you know yeah. x number of hours so so every day there's a different room that they have chores in so i uh, i told chase i said okay just go ahead and get the floor mopped and he he's like well i've already cleaned out the fridge and the, the and then he paused for a second he goes oh never mind <laughs> and so he gets to mop and he you know so that's his thing you know he always mops the floor because yeah. he's like it would be a disaster if she tried to do it, you mm-hmm. know? So that's just... I yeah. love that. So I totally get that. Yeah. So with... Disciple, and, and, like, your kids are older. Yours are getting older, not quite as old as um, Robin's. But um, what are some of the successes that you've seen or, like, moments or things that they've said um, that kind of were like a, oh, they're getting this kind of moment? Um, or even just, like as a family that you've seen things happen well I'm starting to tear up because they are 17 and 19 right. and there's something um refreshing when you go to move their vehicles because we have to play car carousel sometimes mm. and it's on Christian music like mm. they have a choice yeah like I you know they didn't know that I was going to move their vehicle or get in their vehicle mm. and I do and it's on Christian music it's like like they had a choice and this is still what or if I'm not feeling well or if I decide to listen to church online then they're like well okay well love you I'm going to church it it's 
refreshing to me that they, well, maybe they don't know that they have a choice to not go to church. I don't know. <laughs> it's just not asked. But, you know, just to see that they want to go yeah. and that they make it a priority to go, it's just not a question. And I think for me, that just makes me feel like we did something right, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that regard. So that's probably it for me, just to know that that they are making a conscious decision to remain connected and to yeah. remain grounded. That's good. And I just feel like if this question can just – I started making a list of, like, things. I feel like it's like bragging about your kids kind of thing, but it is – it does make you, like, super emotional to think that you – you know, or especially as this, as the the single mom, I just feel like I can pat myself on the back a little bit to feel like I had a role in where they are. Um, but one of the things Ray said as a young, young kid that sticks with me to this day, um, he made a comment and he was like, when I grow worse in the car and when I grow up, I want to have two jobs like you and daddy. And I was like, two jobs. And um, he's like, yeah, like a real job that you get paid for. And then a job at church that you get to go to mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, wow. And it was like, just this moment of like, I serve for the Lord, but I also want my kids to see us serving. And so I feel like you're setting that example. And so for him to see that at a young age, that's always been a priority for me, um, that there's lots of opportunities and like even being here today, they don't have a clue that, you know, I'm here today, but, um, but also being intentional of them seeing me serve, you know, that it doesn't have to be that you're patting yourself on the back, but they need to see that. Um, And so now, you know, Ray, my oldest, um, just on his own, but also, you know, the the children's minister here, Jonathan, like recognizing that Ray loves technical stuff, loves to work on computers and love things. So when we went on the family mission trip with the church, Jonathan pulled him to the side and had a job for him, you know, and that just made him feel not just a job. (laughs) He like installed an entire sound system. (laughs) He installed the computer and the alarm system and, you know, whatever. But it was amazing. (laughs) But that just made him feel so important. And so then to come back on his own, start asking, hey, can I help on Sunday mornings? Hey, can I help on Wednesday nights? And then now, you know, and then to know that Chase, Robin's son was serving um with the sound system also in the big church that it wasn't I always still say big church I love that it. not church. to just serve in the children's ministry and the youth but you know but he's found his niche and that yeah. as far as just being excited to come to church because he feels like he's useful and he feels like he mm-hmm. has a place and that's his place um and um but I, on a, I think uh, that's excuse me for like a second gonna, I think that's been the neat thing is there's there's no boxes to check to serve here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, because that same excitement and feeling of being useful is something that Chase also experienced because, you know, they ask him, well, will you video this or will mm-hmm. you take pictures for this or will you run the board? So for for Ray to even be younger, yeah, you know, than Chase and there's a place for him, I just think that's such a neat well, it says a lot for the staff here, too, to recognize and see our kids. But I think for us to have our kids here enough to have that relationship, exactly. you know, I think it's a, a twofold that we have so much responsibility at home, I feel like, as parents for raising our kids in a spiritual way that we can't put all that on a church, but for the but to partner with the church and for yeah. y'all to find places for our kids to serve. And, and for me, just two different mission trips that 
to for me service um is just a passion of mine and so um that type of ministry and so to take my kids on mission trips selfishly in hopes that when they get older they will want to do mission trips but just literally sitting here right now answering this question did it just occur to me that on two separate mission trips what my purpose for taking them was led to two totally different purposes for Ray so our Mm -hmm. first one that we attended here in Texas um, when we came back from that we formed a relationship with the SD Allen missionaries that came with us so all the college kids my kids sat at the table playing games with them every afternoon and every night to where when we came back they're wanting them over for dinner all the time and then before I know it Ray's asking can I go serve with them and these are college kids that have like signed up you know whatever gotten chosen to be these summer missionaries and now my son's asking on his summer instead of going to summer camp can I go hang out with the SD Allen missionaries and um and then on the other (coughs) the one in Chicago to come back um or St. Louis sorry for him to come back with the tech stuff you know and so I just feel like he's just serving and doing things because of that. Um, and I think our, our stories are, are similar along these lines is one of us has an athlete and one of us mm-hmm. does not have an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so I think having, um, you know, having that athlete, they're, they're on center stage, mm-hmm. you know, when they perform or when they play. And then there's that other child that's, that's not. Mm-hmm. And then, for you know the church or or whomever but in this case the church to recognize their strengths and Mm -hmm. their talent and to put those things to work and that's not us going to anyone saying right hey my son knows how to do this it's like they just know because of the connection yeah and that's been really really good for for both my kids you know because you know, Gracie sits down in the church, and if her brother's up in that booth running something, she's pointing and waving like, you know, I mean, like he's singing at the opera or something, <laughs> you know. Stuff. Not, yeah. Maybe not the opera, yeah. but, yeah, but yeah I just think it's really neat. should get him to sing some opera, though. I think that would be fun. <laughs> he can actually sing. He, yeah. Okay, well. Kind of. Now we know. Um, another thing, I don't, I don't know if it goes along with this question or – what is the question? I love that. We're just letting you guys know, go because it's all so good. I feel like um, one thing that when we say partner with the church and the staff, like this is what will make me emotional. Like, so after my divorce, when we were trying to find a church home or just the idea of it, um, but the guy that I was dating at the time brought us here. And the only reason I didn't want to leave our other church was because my kids had such a bond with the children's minister there and um and I just didn't like he went and ate lunch with them and I just knew that like going through what we were about to go through they didn't need to lose that and um and so they knew that I was visiting here on the weekends that they were with their dads and they started asking can we just come like they've just out of curiosity you know what's Calvary like what's it like and the very first week here um just visiting, you know, my oldest went straight to Jonathan and just said, hey, will you eat lunch with me this week? And like, he had no idea that that was the comment that I had told people as to why I wasn't going to leave that church. Like he had never heard me say that before. And then, you know, as we're leaving, he was like, hey, I asked Jonathan if he'd come eat with me. And I just thought, 
really? Like, <laughs> you're like, we're not even member, you know, whatever. Bold. Like, <laughs> bless Jonathan's heart, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I just cried, like, all afternoon just thinking that he felt that comfort yeah. right away. And um, fast forward, you know, years that he is now part of the youth group. But last year, um, or this fall, I don't even know with COVID, like where we are. <laughs> what what day even it's, is it? At some point since he's been in middle school, um, he started liking this little girl. And my kids, I have always tried to just invite kids to come with us to church. You know, sometimes we have to borrow the church van that will, so we can pick up like 15 kids. Like, it's just always important to me for them to bring their friends with them. And all that to say, um, so he went to invite this girl to come to church. And she said that she didn't um, think that she could because she was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And he was just in tears, kind of brokenhearted, not really knowing how to handle that. Like, can I be friends with her? Can I not? Can I, what do I say? What do I not? And we had the conversation, but I remember two days later, he just says, hey, can I call, um, can I call Jonathan and see if he'll meet for dinner one night this week? And I was like, yeah, that's whatever, you know, but Jonathan's always been so good at just randomly, hey, I'm working on the sound system. Can Ray come help me today? Or, hey, we're going to go grab ice cream. Can the boys come? You know, just to form that outside of church moment to where the whole reason that I felt like my kids needed a man in their life that they could trust and talk to on his own took the time after he was already in the youth, you know, like he's already formed that friendship with Jonathan. And, um, Um, So that's just so special to me as a single mom that there are men in this church and the ministers of our church that take the time to um, to do that. You know, we've already had the new youth minister ask my kids to go hit golf balls. And now my oldest son's playing tennis. And the other day he just said, hey, can I call Mr. Jeff to go play tennis? And so. We have absolutely no connection besides <laughs> besides the tennis center in general where they see each other. But yeah. to know that he's a minister here at the staff let me know that he felt comfortable right. with that mm-hmm. man and on his own got his phone number. I mean, as an eighth grader and just called him on Who his own that? to yeah. go play he's tennis. He's a very grown eighth He is a very grader. grown eighth grader, um, <laughs> for sure. But just all that to say, I just feel like... yeah. When you said it's important to have them at the church where they see things and know things, I think it's just putting them around people that they know they can trust. And when there's a need for whatever it is, whether it's just playing tennis or needing to talk about something super deep and needing counsel, that my, I know that both of my kids feel very comfortable with a lot of the staff here. Yeah, like I remember buying Chase and Easter. Um, it wasn't a suit. It was a shirt and tie. And y'all are so proud. And... He was laying on his bed, and he came home from school, and he walks into the kitchen, and he said, who's that? Whose stuff is that on my bed? And I said, oh, gosh. I was like, I know. It's yours. Like, don't you love it? And he says, "Um, do you think Pastor Tim can take me shopping? And I was like, oh, you don't like it? And he says, no, ma'am. So I was like, Pastor Tim has better taste than me and he said yes ma'am did you see the tie you know he's wearing like a bow tie so from that year on chase has worn bow ties every single year because pastor tim he's never going to see his mama wear a bow tie right he's never going to see you know and here i thought i was doing so well but he wants pastor tim to take him shopping you know i was so proud you know 
but then, you know, after he, like, shot me down, then, you know, I was just <laughs> proud that he had seen. Yeah. He was able to identify with mm-hmm. the attire that he wants to wear or, or what have you. Yeah. So. So good. Thank you guys so much for coming and chatting with us. I, like, I feel like real human emotion and, and real struggle and, and, and success, like, that's, I think that's what want to accomplish with this is that people hear real stories from the people that are doing the work and so just really appreciative of you guys coming in and and sharing um yeah that's great thank you so much